The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host. Thank you for joining me, whether it be live or on demand. We appreciate all of our listeners. And our goal with the show is to provide information and support for those who want to take ownership of their health and engage in a lifestyle that regenerates their body, mind, and spirit. And today, we have an author and certified holistic coach, Susan Ingeretsen, who took ownership of her health in a very big way. She's the author of Fibromyalgia, a speaker and director of program development for the Fibromyalgia Research and Education Center at California State University, Fullerton. And her book, Fibromyalgia, which we will delve into today, is a half diary and half tutorial that exposes the facts, fibs, and fairy tales of failing health and offers very practical solutions. Susan invites anyone with chronic illness to come down from the spectator seats and participate in restored health, which I think is a wonderful message. You can learn more about her work at www.rebuildingwellness.com. Susan, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much, Sandra. That was a great intro. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And let's get started by discussing your journey to health, which is chronicled in your book, Fibromyalgia, which is available on Amazon.com. I understand your health really deteriorated and that you were walking with a cane at one point and you were taking over 17 prescription medications and had visited 26 doctors. So tell us about your symptoms and what the medical community was advising you to do and how long it took you to put a name on what was happening to your body? Oh, boy, that's a great question. And, you know, sometimes in the past you forget how many, what the numbers were. I'd actually forgotten how many doctors I saw and what the prescription medications were. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I can forget. But it sounds like I went from doctor to doctor every day, and that's not at all the way it was. I just saw them periodically. It took me about 15 years. There was one period of time, one summer, where I said, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to be relentless. I'm going to tell, which is not my personality, was not, and I'm going to tell each doctor, find the answer, do something. And so I did get one referral after another, saw every specialist known to man, but I still had no answers. I had to figure it out myself. I had to come up with my own diagnosis and then you know, come up with my own solutions. So, Yes, and what, to the best of your knowledge, causes fibromyalgia? 
I love that question because I think one of the greatest misconceptions is that it's this great mystery. No, we can't pin it down to the exact things because we are each different. You know, we always talk about our genetics and our bioindividuality. We're all different. So the basic things that can happen to anyone can tip them over the edge into a fibromyalgia state or autoimmune or something like that, but we all express it differently. So we all have, you know, genes that are expressed by our environment, epigenetics. So things like our own genetic structure doesn't mean we're going to have it, but it means that we carry those genes. And then there are traumas, physical, emotional, malnourishment. The United States is an absolutely malnourished nation. Does not mean underweight, means malnourished, no nutrients. And then there are toxins, external, internal, uh, resulting in inflammation. There are latent infections, hormonal imbalances, thyroid, of course, the whole adrenal system. All these things cue together and create the perfect storm. And then, again, we all express it differently. So fibromyalgia is a central nervous system disorder that happens when we have a life that's out of balance. I know that sounds like a mouthful. <laughs> it really, really isn't all that complicated. And so how prevalent would you say it is? Do we have an idea of how many people are dealing with this? Oh, gosh, the numbers range wildly. I've seen 2 million. I've seen 10 million. Um, it, I think that the diagnosis nowadays is much easier to get, which may or may not be a good thing. I think a lot of people have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia and really have a thyroid dysfunction and could mm-hmm. turn it around pretty easily. So, um I don't think that that's something that we can pin down. Again, it's not something that you can take a blood test and determine you have fibromyalgia, which is why it's a syndrome, not a disease. Oh, I understand. Can you define what you mean by syndrome as opposed to disease? Because that's an interesting differentiation. Absolutely. And I love this question because the conception is with the patient. They feel if it's not a disease, it's not important. And that could not be further from the truth. Multiple sclerosis is a syndrome, migraines are syndromes, things that cannot be determined by blood tests, by an x-ray, by a CAT scan. Um, They can rule out things. Now, of course, you can tell MS through um, various scans, but there are a lot of conditions that are considered syndromes, and then, you know, it's not, the questionnaire is what's really important. Having a conversation with your doctor, he can determine through his expertise and questions how long you've dealt with this, where your pain lies, what's your pain, fatigue, sleep, you know, the basic, you know, energy levels, what those are like, and then he can determine whether he believes this is something that is a problem for you or whether it's something else. Okay. And in your book, you went into detail in the kinds of symptoms that you were experiencing through this. (laughs) (laughs) I reluctantly put that in. Yeah, and it was it was quite a few things uh, that really changed your life dramatically. So, yeah. yeah, this is this is a very serious syndrome. And also in your book, you referred to something called the breakfast menu of acceptance for those dealing with a chronic condition like fibromyalgia. Can you elaborate what you meant by that? Sure, and I, and I love this scenario because the way I love to educate and inform and inspire is through humor. And I think that it helps people understand things when you can put things in simple terms. And, of course, anytime it's more lighthearted, you know, fibromyalgia is not a lighthearted condition. So who wants to read a book that's 
Right. <laughs> and, you know, do you want to talk about how I crawled from here to here for five years because I couldn't stand? Um, you know, that's not as, you know, we need to relate to that, but we need inspirational hope that comes in a way that makes us feel better. That's always my goal. Absolutely. So I kind of blend the, you know, psychology, the uh, Kubler-Ross stages of grief with um, Little Red Riding Hood, <laughs> Being, finding the perfect for you. And that acceptance stage is so important. So I call it the first stage is waffling, where we don't know what we have. We're not sure what we have. We believe the doctors. We don't believe the doctors. We believe our friends. We don't believe our friends. And we go on. I can't get better. I'm, I'm never going to get better. You know, that's the waffling stage. Then we move on to pancaked, where we accept we have this condition and we're just completely overwhelmed. And oftentimes it's information overload. Used to be when I was looking for it, you couldn't find anything. And now I really think we can find too much. Um, you know, it's very, very frustrated. So frustrating. So at that point, I call that the pancaked phase. We're just completely pancaked and we can't make decisions because we're overwhelmed. And as we can kind of accept where we are, sift through the information, determine what works for you, what works, what does not work for you, Find people who can be mentors and guides and support systems for you. You can find the ideal nirvana, which I call the oatmeal phase, and that's when you're finally balanced. You can figure out what to do. You can figure out what not to do, and you can figure out how to move forward and actually heal and turn around many of these symptoms. Yes, I like your use of humor through the book. Uh, <laughs> it was a very engaging read, and you had a lot of technical information in there, but it was easy to get through because uh, I've read many nutrition and self-help books that can be rather dry, and right. it, it's hard to just plow through the information, even if you really want it. But that's definitely not the case with fibromyalgia. It's a really great book. Thank you. So you're welcome. And in there, you mentioned how you hit the oatmeal stage and you took charge and began researching and experimenting for yourself. And this resulted in what you refer to as the restoration trio in your book, which is nutrition, physical fitness, and emotional wellness. So let's spend the rest of the segment on the nutrition piece, and then we'll pick up the other pieces in the upcoming segments. Sounds so it, Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. And in chapter five, you really dive into the nutrition piece and you call that eating for wellness. You're not just fueling yourself. And you emphasize the need for whole foods versus processed foods. Why is that? Well, anyone who has fibromyalgia and or an autoimmune condition, so that's rheumatoid arthritis and, you know, Hashimoto's thyroid issues, um, adrenal dysfunction, anyone with fibro and or autoimmune disease can tell you that they are super sensitive. We are super sensitive to lights, sound, smell, touch, um, emotions, everything. You know, anything that goes in and or around our body, we're super sensitive. So doesn't it make sense that we are also super sensitive to everything we eat? So it is hands down the most transformative step I take when working with clients is to look at what they're eating and let's work at adding in the real whole foods that your body knows what to do with, which naturally will eliminate or reduce the foods that your body's confused about. The body does not like confusion, and in fact, confusion turns to pain. So let's remove the foods with the chemicals, the additives, the dyes, the artificial sweeteners, the fake, you know, colors and flavorings. 
those things react with our bodies like hitting a clanging gong. You know, our bodies are not going to ring beautifully. They're going to clang. And that is just one of the most fundamental things we can do. And it's a, it's a stair-step process. Some clients jump in right from the get-go. They say, tell me what to eat. Others are like, uh-uh-uh, you do not tell me what I can eat and don't take away this. And, don't, you know. and that's mm. fine. I'll work with, <laughs> with anyone from the, the get-go that they are comfortable with. But the end result is the same. We need to step back on the processed foods that are creating the symptoms and more importantly, add in the foods that can bring healing at a fundamental root level. Uh, it's just something that I would have bet against, wasn't a betting person, but I would have said, nah, I'm not going to eat vegetables. <laughs> I, I'd never had anything green unless it was lime jello. So, <laughs> you know, it was, it was an absolute transformative experience for me, and I'm, I'm just honored to get to do this every day and work with people and see them through that same transformation. And uh, I, I just cannot express that enough, how foundational that is. That's wonderful advice and something we talk about quite a bit on this show, the value of whole foods. And in the book, you also encourage people to go through their pantry and toss anything which contains trans fats, such as partially hydrogenated oils that are in salad dressings, for example, in addition to high fructose corn syrup, which is in so many places and which is an abomination and leads to things like fatty liver disease. Uh, in particular, processed low-fat or no-fat products are notorious for these ingredients. And Absolutely. they're not actually helping you lose weight or get healthier, which... Uh, no. No, yeah. in fact, you know, at the time I wrote the book, studies were not anywhere near as prolific as they are today on those same subjects. Diet foods actually trigger hunger. So how could a weight loss food work if it actually makes you more hungry? Um, exactly. So it, it, yeah, absolutely proven artificial sweeteners jack up your hunger. Um, you know, the high fructose corn syrup, anything with, with corn syrup and artificial sweeteners is just not your friend. And, of course, the, the fake oils also um, trick your body into thinking that it's um, feeling sated and you feel good. In fact, it's like a drug. You feel good at the moment, but it does not last long but the disastrous results you get from it last a long time. Very so, correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very good it. points. Yeah, just avoid that stuff, okay? Trust us. Absolutely. It's really not good for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And, but fat is so important. So healthy fats are awesome. Healthy very fats important. are good. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that quick intro. And we're going to continue with nutrition in the next segment. But this actually brings us to our first break. So this is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And I'm talking to certified holistic health coach and author of Fibromyalgia, Susan Ingebretson. We just discussed her journey to the oatmeal stage and how her research and experience led her to develop what she calls the Restoration Trio which is comprised of nutrition, physical fitness, and emotional wellness. Thanks again for joining us. Stay tuned to learn more about chronic wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called WholeTreatment.com. 
As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today is certified holistic health coach and author of Fibrowyalgia, Susan Igerbretson. We started discussing her restoration trio, which consists of nutrition, physical fitness, and emotional wellness. And the subject of nutrition is huge, and we are just scratching the surface here. Eating whole as opposed to processed foods is a great start because our bodies, specifically our gut microbiome, know how to digest foods that we've evolved with over the millennia. We're not separate from our environment, as we've discussed in previous Gen R shows. We're very much a part of it. And the stuff in the boxes with ingredients that are created in a lab is sure convenient, but unfamiliar to our digestive systems. So it doesn't nourish us. As Susan said in the beginning, we may be overfed, but undernourished. So that's very important. And unfortunately, the relationship between humans and the brightly colored boxed products that get their own mascots and TV commercials, it's just not working out. It's time for a breakup. They're not great. Now, I also like, Susan, how you encourage people to be their own food detectives, because as you say, we're as different on the inside as we are on the outside. And I think we're learning that it's because of the individuality of our bodies and our gut microbiome, which is a complex organism in and of itself that has huge implications on our overall health. So how do you encourage people to figure out what are the best foods for them? Because there is no one-size-fits-all solution. Absolutely. There, there is not. And the degree to which a food bothers us will vary greatly. 
However, in the autoimmune world and in the fibromyalgia world, food sensitivities are absolutely key. Wheat gluten is probably the top food sensitivity. Grains in general create sensitivity issues. Dairy, and then, of course, we get into all the fat, uh, fake ingredients. So we talk about bag, box, or can. If we're looking at the ingredients list and it isn't just the whole food, then let's look for a better alternative. Doesn't mean we have to eliminate that entirely, but let's see how you feel by incorporating the whole foods. And that's, that actually was your question. You want to know, well, what are we looking for? A lot of times people think, well, I don't get diarrhea or constipation or, you know, gastric pain or whatever. Those are kind of obvious, but what about feeling sleepy after you eat or two hours after you eat or not sleeping well that night? Or what about a runny nose or runny eyes? Or what about feeling just a little gassy or, you know, good energy, bad energy, crashing? There are so many things to look for in checking how food reacts for you. And it's not just the moment you eat it. It's, it's an hour after you eat it. It's two hours. It's four hours. It might be the next day. And at least, you know, 24 hours. Give yourself some time to see how you actually feel. And when we consume something over and over, this is just the vast majority of the people I see, they come in and they're eating these packaged foods that are creating the problem. They've been on them for so long that they've become numb. And Mm. it takes a while to get off of that. And then when they go back on, even for a little bit, the reaction is pretty drastic. So it, it takes a little weaning off time in order to really see that reaction to it. Yes, you had mentioned a situation in your book where you went back to a restaurant you hadn't been at for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and in the interim, you had changed your diet around eating a lot more whole foods. And then you went back to a soup that you had eaten there many times previously, when your diet perhaps wasn't as healthy. And right. this time, it didn't taste so great. It, it tasted like someone had melted down a tin can and added that to the soup. It tasted like right. metal chemicals, um, just nasty. And I could feel it because now I'm attuned to thickeners that are fake. It didn't have cream in it. It had a fake thickener, you know, some sort of emulsifier in it. Gross. So um, (laughs) those are things that, (laughs) it's you know, the muscle. I always talk about the palate and the taste. It's just like any other muscle. You don't become a star baseball player by watching TV, and you don't become good at discerning foods and what works for you and what doesn't just by reading about it or looking at it or thinking about it. You need to start changing what you eat. You can do it gradually. You can do it all at once, up to you. And then that muscle will change over time. That taste, the palate will change over time. It's a skill. That's right. Yes. And then it is, I know I've experienced this too. It is very difficult to go back to the unhealthy things that you perhaps Mm -hmm. consumed with abandon before and didn't even realize was that bad for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a great point. And there are also nutritionists who specialize in what they call bio-individual nutrition that can help in Mm -hmm. this regard if someone wants some added support. So we just scratched the surface with the nutrition part. Uh, Susan has many more details in her book. But now let's move on to the physical fitness aspect of your restoration trio. And you entitled the chapter in Fibromyalgia on this topic as Trade Sick and Tired for Fit and Inspired. Mm 
I like that a lot. So <laughs> Thank you. starting a fitness program must not have been easy for you because you started when you were still suffering with quite a few symptoms. So tell us, how did you get started and stick with it, even though you weren't feeling great? Absolutely. And I, I like to share this question in particular, the answer, because I did everything wrong. So I'm a great example of how not to do things. Okay. And, and I started a fitness program just to prove it wasn't going to work because I can't, you know, everything you read, I can't do, I can't exercise. I'm in pain. It just makes pain worse. I can't do it. So I had a whole list of things, what I couldn't do. So I was very unfamiliar with what I could do, but a gym opened up close by. I was reading that fitness can really turn things around and I just wanted to prove it wasn't working. And I still, at that point was walking with a cane. I had a terrible balance problem I fell all the time, awful nausea, and, um, you know, so how could I go from one machine to another? And, and I just found through time that when I committed myself that I was going, and again, it was, you know, to prove the wrong thing, but still, I committed to going. I developed friendships there, and when you tell somebody, you know, hey, great, it was nice talking about your grandkids, see you tomorrow at 3.00. You are committed, even though it's not a formal written in blood <laughs> commitment, there is a commitment to that. And I absolutely loved the, the fitness program, but I loved the relationships more. And the fitness kind of was a bystander. And it took me several months before I realized, and in fact, it was somebody else there who said, I haven't seen you use the cane. And I go, oh, it's, it's in the trunk of my car. <laughs> You know, I had just not even remembered to use it. I didn't know that the stronger I became, the healthier I became, the better I was able to digest my foods, the clearer I was thinking, and the stronger my body was. And I no longer had the balance problems and all the other issues. Certainly wasn't overnight, but it was, a, it was something where I was just tenacious enough to stick with it. And if I could do it over again, I would do it much better. I would be drinking more water. I would be eating even better and helping my body detoxify because fitness is the best detoxification there is. Um, So I would have been helping myself through that. I think I could have done it much, much better. Um, But that support system and tracking is absolutely key. Using an app like Lose It, you can track your fitness programs in there as well as your um, your weight if you choose, and your nutrition. And it's just a wonderful, supportive accountability that's non-threatening. It's a perfect, perfect uh, combination of things to do. That's a good point. Yeah, just finding the social aspect in going to a gym or finding accountability in a program like that. Anything that you can lean on to keep you going. Now, why would you say moving our bodies is so important for health? Uh, You mentioned the detoxing aspect of it. What else goes on? Well, with fibromyalgia in general and any kind of pain condition, we have a very difficult problem with posture. We'll hold ourselves in stiff and awkward positions trying to prevent further pain. It's, it's a subconscious thing. So, uh, you know, I can look across a crowded room like at an airport or a mall, and I can tell people who are in chronic pain, um, not just limping and, you know, sitting awkwardly but, or facial expression, but you can tell by how they hold their body or how they move awkwardly. So... Moving the body, it's like, you know, the Tin Man. It, you need that lubrication of all the joints and do it gently. B12 
Be kind to yourself. Drink water. Make sure you're taking a good fish oil or krill oil supplement. All these things can go to benefit to make it an easier transition, but that movement is absolutely vital. Okay. And let's now actually get ready for our next break. We're coming up on that. And I'd like to mention that in your book, you talk about many other things with regards to physical fitness, uh, mainly what an ideal workout intensity is. The ones that you like, in particular, you're a fan of Tai Chi and Mm. someone called Teresa Tapp. So I would encourage those who want to find out more about these things to go ahead and check out her book. And in the meantime, we're getting ready for our next short break here. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And I'm talking to certified holistic health coach and author of Fibroyalgia, Susan Ingebretson. And we discussed the nutrition and physical fitness parts of her restoration trio thus far. And we'll get into the emotional wellness part in the next segment because that's also an important one. So stay close and we'll see you on the other side with more great stuff about moving toward chronic wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called wholetreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at WCubedCommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. 
And welcome back, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today is certified holistic health coach and author of Fibromyalgia, Susan Ingebretson. And we are discussing her restoration trio, which consists of nutrition, physical fitness, and emotional wellness. And we touched upon nutrition and physical fitness in the previous segments, so we'll delve into emotional wellness for this one. And she covers this topic in the chapter of her book entitled, What'll It Be, Illness or Wellness? And she chose this title because she goes on to say, the component of the restoration trio that runs the whole show is emotional wellness. How we think affects how we feel, and that the mind is where plan and action intersect. And it's like that saying that goes, if you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Basically, believing, putting a plan into place, and getting going are the keys. And if you don't believe, then the other two steps probably won't follow and you won't be successful. So if you believe you will be well, then you're much better off because you're going to take the steps necessary to move toward wellness. So now let's talk about the things that get in the way of emotional and physical health. And as Susan mentions in her book, stress is a biggie. Can you explain why stress is so toxic to us? Absolutely. And stress is a, is a big majority of what I blog about, what I write about, and what I work on with clients. And I like to share that the restoration trio is absolutely vital. It's like a three-legged stool. They are non-negotiable. We must change how we eat so that we are, are fueling to heal. We must move our body in some way so that we can continue to heal. But the emotional wellness part of it, which deals with stress and sleep and so many other topics, that is the glue that holds everything together. And for many, working with me is the first time they have an understanding of what their self-talk is like, mm-hmm. what they're saying to themselves, what their mindset is like, and how they spin. You know, I'm always talking about the, the health Spiral. We can spiral up and we can spiral down. The spiral down is much faster. <laughs> and the spiral up does take focus, does take effort. And the stress is so toxic to the body that the body doesn't understand the difference between something that we vividly imagine or something we're experiencing. So, for example, you know, that's the definition really of PTSD. Um, I was in a terrible accident when I was in high school. We were in a school bus that went off a bridge. And in my mind, (laughs) I spun somersaults in the air as that bus was floating off the bridge. (laughs) And I did that in my head for years. So think of what toll that took on my body. My body, for all it knew, I was re-experiencing that bus accident every single day. And the body reacts to those thoughts as if it were happening now. So... That tells you a little bit why it's so important to choose our thoughts wisely. Absolutely. That's a great point. The self-talk and the thoughts are so powerful. And also my understanding is that chronic stress, which basically means that you're in fight or flight mode, means that the sympathetic nervous system is active. And when that is chronic, it leads to chronic inflammation, which is a great precursor for disease. And so, yeah, getting out of that chronic stress state is such a fundamental step to take towards wellness. 
And fortunately, there are things we can do to ease our stress. And you mentioned several of them in our book, in your book, and we'll just touch on a couple of them. Um, prayer and meditation, for example, why are these so beneficial? The reason is uh, we talk about the sympathetic nervous system being stuck in that mode of stress, which is fight or flight. And that is really the definition of disease. That's the definition of burning out our adrenal system when we're stuck in that mode. And so, again, that is a spiral down type of experience. The spiral up is to look for ways to get out of that stress mode, and that's the parasympathetic response. And the exciting thing, this is the most important thing I wish I'd known years ago, the parasympathetic response and the sympathetic response cannot be in action at the same time. What that means is we can subconsciously be in the stress response, but if we take action, if we purposely choose to change our thoughts, to pray, to meditate, to be still, to walk in nature, to even going to the gym or play with your grandchildren or just sit with a coloring book, I happen to love that. You know, Whatever it is we can do that puts us into that parasympathetic response that is a focused and intentional way to be, and that takes, over time, takes a wonderful toll on the body. Instead, we are healing. We're promoting health and well-being over time. And so, again, you cannot be stressed out and be in that parasympathetic response at the same time. To me, that's just so profound. That's a great point. Yes, and it's when you're in the parasympathetic state, like you said, your body regenerates, relaxes, builds itself up again, heals, all those wonderful things. And you also mentioned another biggie, which is the power of forgiveness. So why is it so important for our emotional and physical health to let go of our favorite grudges? This is, this is a great topic because I see it over and over again where people have been hurt you know, they've been abused, they've been injured in some way, whether it's emotionally or physically. Um, they have, they've been let down, they've had loyalties be betrayed. There's all sorts of things that have happened to all of us. But when we replay them and carry them with us, we physically bear the results of that, turns into pain, turns into um, toxic load in the body that we can't release because we are so stressed. And I, I love the topic of forgiveness because it's not about the person we're forgiving. We're forgiving that it happened, and we are moving on so that we can heal. It's not about acceptance, and it's certainly not about condoning the behavior. Forgiveness right. is for the person who is choosing to forgive because that choosing is an empowering action right there. So we, when right. we can let it go and move forward, that's when we can open the door to healing and moving on. So forgiving is certainly easier said than done. How do you help your clients get to that point of forgiveness? Uh, one of my favorite methods is using uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique. Yes. And I also do guided imagery and other things. But we can use EFT to kind of, it's a tapping technique where we tap on acupressure points of the body. And we can kind of short circuit the, um, the pathways where we are going down that that negative spiral. You know, you can ask somebody about some, some time that they were wronged by someone and they could go off and running for 20 minutes and tell you all about it. So to short change that, to circumvent, to put up a roadblock, we can tap on it and come up with other solutions, other thoughts, other ideas. And that tapping 
helps us to take it in at an emotional level even more deeply than we could through other modalities. It's I've been using it for more than 15 years. It is, you know, besides prayer, obviously, it is the single most profound um, healing tool that I use. I've heard that from many people. I haven't delved into it much myself, but I am hearing about it more often now, so it is getting more popular. Where can someone go to learn more about EFT? Because this seems like a very powerful way, like you said, of short-circuiting that negative self-talk and the spiral downwards. How can one learn that? Well, sure. It's just one of my favorite topics, so I discuss it a little (laughs) bit in my book, Fibromyalgia. But I also write about it. You can find it on ProHealth.com. I write for them. I have two articles there, one on what is EFT, and the other I've actually written out some tapping scripts and how to do it. Um, Tapping Solution is a wonderful book. You can go to TappingSolutions.com, and you can find a wealth of free information there also. Um, Wonderful people. And I think the great thing about it, from what I understand, is that this is a home practice. Once you Absolutely. learn it, it's something that you can just incorporate into your routine every day. It's not a, a big deal where you have to go somewhere to do it or prepare. It's, it's just uh, part of your daily routine at home. Absolutely. And I do it with every client the ones who want to and the ones who don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> people, people will, there are some who will tap and roll their eyes, and I'm like, that's great. You're tapping. You're still getting the benefits. I don't care if you roll your eyes or not. So it's just <laughs> simple. It's free. It's easy. Yeah. And it is foolproof, which includes all of us. That's <laughs> when you right. Talk about fools, it's all of us. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, it's something that, again, once you learn it, it is something to incorporate in everything we do. I do it in the bath. I do it while driving. I do it while praying. Um, and it's just a very, very simple tool. And there are a multitude of ways to go about it. So the way I do it might be different than someone else, but they're all right. You know, whatever it is, you know, that works for you. You can even That's tap right. on one word. You can just go through the tapping points and say calm or relax or peace or joy or love. Um, you know, or you can do the scripts and say, I wonder about this, or I wonder about that, or this person really made me mad. But I, you know, there's just all different ways to do it. So again, there is no right way. And you can find a wealth of information on YouTube. And you can find some goofy people, um, but you can find some great people too. So you can tap, or I'm sorry, you can Google on YouTube and look for a topic. So just search for the terms EFT and pain, or EFT and sleep, or EFT and making a decision. You know, there's, there are videos on everything. Okay, that's great advice. Yes, and listeners, if you haven't heard of EFT, by all means, look into it because it's powerful and easy to learn and easy to incorporate into your daily routine. Absolutely. All right. So again, we just scratched the surface here with regards to the emotional health part of it. So I would encourage you to check out Susan's book, Fibromyalgia, on Amazon.com if you want to learn more, because right now we are getting ready for our final break. And this is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And I am talking to certified holistic health coach and author of Fibromyalgia, Susan Ingebretson. And we discussed the three parts of her restoration trio, nutrition, physical fitness, and emotional health. And we'll wrap up on the flip side with some more resources you can look into and contact information for Susan. See you in a few. Your 
life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called WholeTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today is certified holistic health coach and author of Fibromyalgia, Susan Akerbretson. And we discussed her restoration trio in the previous segments, which consists of nutrition, physical fitness, and emotional wellness. And before we go, Susan, I'd like to get your advice for those who perhaps have lowered their expectations to just managing and coping with their illness, particularly fibromyalgia. Because I know in your book, you were suffering with it for a long time, but then broke out of it. So what is your advice for people to go ahead and get started on that path? You know, I love this question because it's just one of my pet peeves. There's nothing that hurts me. It just hurts to the core when I hear someone talking about coping or just setting the bar so low that they can just like get through every day in some sort of numb state, there is such a brighter future waiting for you. And if you have any sort of chronic health challenge, there are things that you can do to help turn that around and to feel better every day. And that, that is just such a, a disservice that in the media especially for fibromyalgia, that they are limited to a life of chronic pain that is so overwhelming they can't participate in life and nothing can be further from the truth. Your pain can reduce. It can get better. It can turn around. It depends on you, what you're doing, to whatever level. But you can feel better than you do today, and there's just nothing more I'd like to stress than that. Mm. And so how has your life changed since you've implemented everything that you recommend in fibromyalgia? How do you feel day in and day out? You know, there's no comparison to someone who did feel that pain was going to be part of my everyday life. It would never get better. 
it would only get worse, and my life was over. I felt that I couldn't participate in anything, I couldn't go to anything, and that walking from with a cane, I was told a scooter chair was next, and that, you know, that brings on a profound sense of hopelessness. There is nothing more hopeful than seeing those clouds part, the sunshine, and the pain levels diminish. I live with 5 to maybe 10% of the pain that I had, uh, and many days, today is one of them, I'm absolutely pain-free and I'm grateful for every day that I have. There's absolutely no limitation on what I can do. I do choose to do things that help me and are good for me, but that's a choice. It's different from I can't do this. It's what I choose to do. So I'm just grateful for every opportunity and I can't even compare the life I had 15 years ago to the life I have today. Never wow. knew these opportunities were here. Well, that's quite a testament to your restoration trio, that basically if you pay attention to these fundamental things, your life can improve dramatically. Absolutely. Now, can you remind our listeners where they can get a copy of your book? Absolutely. You can go to rebuildingwellness.com, and from there you can look at my blog page. Uh, From the homepage, you can click right through to Amazon. You can pick up the book digitally or in print, up to you. And uh, that's just a, a great place to start because I have over 300 blog posts all about health, healing, nutrition, fitness, humor, clothing, uh, you know, supplements, just about detoxification, just about any kind of topic you can imagine. My favorite subject, Tai Chi, and I talk about a lot of those things, uh, fibromyalgia, yoga, all sorts of information you can find right there. It's just kind of the general hub. <laughs> that sounds good. And can you also let our listeners know how you work with clients? Do you do in-person? Do you do remote? How do you reach out and help others? I do both, and I'm glad you brought that up because anyone who emails me or go to my site, if you click on Work With Sue, I do a breakthrough strategy uh, session you can find there for $100. If you email me directly, sue at rebuildingwellness.com, and put in the subject line, Generation regeneration. I'm happy to waive that fee, and nice. together we, yeah, together we can decide how working with you can can uh, work. I work in per, in person, and I also the vast majority of my clients are online. We use Skype, and I have them all over the world. So you can meet with me. We can chat, and we can see how I can help or how I can point you toward help. Either way, yes. Technology is wonderful. Yeah, I know I interview a lot of practitioners who work with clients remotely, and that's a wonderful thing. And I know I also personally work with a variety of practitioners and coaches myself because it's very difficult to know everything there is to know and to keep yourself motivated. So this definitely, this is not a sign of weakness uh, by enlisting the help of a coach or various other holistic practitioners. What it really is, is deciding that you want to empower yourself by taking charge of your health and learning and making better decisions. So it's a wonderful thing. It is. And working with someone who clicks with you is just the key. That is the key. Somebody that you can relate to. That's right. That's right. And in your book, you also make reference to some other resources about healthy living. You make mention of people like Dr. Mercola and Dr. Hyman. Uh, I know I'm big fans of both of those gentlemen. So can you mention uh, where you can find some of those resources also? Sure. Mercola.com is probably the world's largest natural health information center. 
yes, there's a ton of advertising, a ton of promotion going on, but you can still search his immense database of information by going to Mercola.com. Dr. Mark Hyman, you can Google, and he has a whole variety of different sites and different um, books. He's an amazing, prolific writer. He's got a book or two every year, and they are focused on gut health and autoimmune and things that are absolutely vital for those with fibromyalgia and this whole community. So um, he's also a wonderful resource. I've met him personally. What a delightful man. Actually, I've oh, met you have. Dr. I have. I've met Dr. Mercola, too. Woo. It's lucky you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very exciting. Actually, Mercola endorsed my book. And, um, exactly. It was really wonderful meeting him. Yeah, yeah, those are both amazing gentlemen. And if you get onto their website, you can get onto their mailing list also and do research. Um, This is all amazing stuff. So Susan's website, their websites, just a wealth of information that you can dive into to start learning more about taking charge of your health. So thank you very much, Susan, for being a wonderful guest today. I appreciate all the wisdom that you shared with us and hope that your success will inspire others to believe that they can feel better and take the necessary steps to do so. Thank you. You are very welcome. And next week, we have another great show for you in the works. Our returning guest will be Bhava Ram. Recall that he's the author of memoir, Warrior Pose, How Yoga Literally Saved My Life. When he was with us for the first time in January of this year, we discussed his healing journey as described in Warrior Pose. And in the end of the interview, we just touched upon his new nonprofit called Warriors for Healing, which aspires to bring yoga to veterans and others who are suffering with PTSD. And we're going to talk in more detail about PTSD and how Warriors for Healing is reaching out to them next week. I'm really looking forward to this show because he's an amazing man. And in the meantime, look us up on social media. WCubed is on Facebook, and I am on Twitter, at Sandra G. Malhotra. And you can also learn about all of our activities at www.wcubedcommunity.com, where you can sign up for our updates, including promos for next week's Gen R show, so you are in the know. Thank you very much for joining us. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit.